0: and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, this week, I'm really excited to talk to my guest, Brooke Lively. She is the president of Cathedral Capital. And I just, I can't wait. I was just looking at your website and I love that you said financial Sherpas. It made me giggle. So I can't wait to hear more. So welcome. Thanks for joining me. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. We are financial Sherpas. Like we do all the heavy lifting and guide you to the top of the mountain.
0: Yes. Well, and it's such a, yeah, it's so important what you guys do because, you know, I, I don't know. I am so not like numbers type. Like I tend to not look at them, which I know is not good. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, like so many business owners, like we don't really want to think about that stuff. So I'm glad that y'all can take care of that.
1: Well, and let's be realistic, you didn't go into business because you wanted to read financial statements. Right. You went into business because you're passionate about marketing. Yeah. And so there's no reason for you to have to learn, basically, teach yourself an MBA or a CPA. That's mm-hmm. that's why we're here. And what we love to do is help companies that are growing, but also a big part of what we do is educating the owner, so that they feel comfortable, so that they right. know how to read their PL, so that if they're talking to a banker, they're not petrified of the next question.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that's, a, I mean, that's part of it, you know, like just even knowing what a PNL is. You know, like, that's right. Like that. like, yeah. My dad was um, in banking and I remember my college accounting course, and it just does not, like, my eyes glaze over and he just, like, <laughs> He would get so mad. He's like, it's right there. Can't you see it? Like the numbers are right there. They add up. And he was a smoker and he would just like smoke, smoke, smoke. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's so funny. So my accounting course, I didn't take, my college did not offer accounting. So I had zero accounting until I got to grad school. And we had this Korean guy that taught our class and I loved him he was mm-hmm. hysterical because everyone's a little worried about accounting and he walks in the first day and he's got this really thick accent and he says okay mm-hmm. you call you you all have 10 finger and we're like yes we have 10 fingers he's like okay you have 10 finger you'll be fine for final exam he's like well maybe maybe 10 finger for midterm 10 finger 10 toe well, final, you good? And we're all like, yeah, all right, this is going to work for us. <laughs> like he was that easy and he made it that simple. That being said, it's really funny when I talk to like all the CPAs that are on our team mm-hmm. and they start talking about debits and credits. I'm like, "Yo, I went to grad school post debits and credits. They don't teach that anymore. They give you a spreadsheet <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, who taught you accounting? I'm like, <laughs> Awesome Korean dude who made sure I had ten fingers and ten toes. Right. And yeah, that's all I
0: needed. <laughs> was all I needed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, Yeah. So tell us more. You know, like how did you like? Did you always like? Were you always in financial? You know, like that industry, or like how did you get into it? How did you know start all that?
1: No, it. Um, like I was that person who had no direction my entire life, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I, my major in college was my major in college because I was in the habit of taking one history, one language, um, one lit course, you know, kind of that thing that you did in high school where you take one of everything. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got to the end of college. I was like, "Mm, I need a major. Well, look, international relations, everything that I have applies and I can be done. So There you go. I was an international relations major by default. Right. (laughs) And that qualifies you to do nothing. (laughs) So I went into retail and I was in retail forever and I loved it. And then uh, my mother got sick and she said, I need you to help me. And I had just quit my job because it was a particularly miserable job And so I said, okay, so I went home and helped her for a while. She's totally fine. And, um, I realized I didn't want to go back to retail after being off for about four or five months. So Mm -hmm. I went to grad school and I went to grad school to get a marketing degree because that was what I thought you did. And we got through the first case study and I raised my hand and I said, okay, what was the right answer? And this marketing professor looked at me like I had three heads. He's like, what do you mean? What was the right answer? I was like, well, what, you know, we've read all about BMW and, you know, this, the convertible. What did they actually do? What was the right answer? He's like, that's not the purpose. There is no right answer in marketing. I'm like, yeah, I'm out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I need a definitive start and end. (laughs)
1: Because I could go over to my finance class and there is a right answer and there is a wrong answer. And I like that. And so I ended up with this finance degree and um, went to work for a hedge fund because that's what you do. And didn't like that. About the same time, my father who's an attorney shed his law partners, which he has historically done every seven to 10 years. And he said, I need some help setting up the law firm. And the hedge fund was like, we don't care where you work. You're an analyst. Your head is stuck in the computer all day. We don't care if you're in our office or in another office. So I was in Dallas two days a week. I was at my father's office in Fort Worth three days a week. And then I quit working for the hedge fund because, you know, I quit. And I was running my father's law firm and I hired someone to help us with sales and marketing. And after a while, his client started coming to me and saying, can you do for us, for our law firm, what you're doing for your father's law firm? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and I didn't realize I was doing anything special. I didn't understand that attorneys don't like numbers. Ah, yeah. So I was like, why? Yes, yes, I can. So I started a business helping small law firms, and now we've branched out beyond law firms, but helping small businesses become more profitable by looking at the numbers and making what I call data-driven decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. And that like, I mean that, like I said, that's just so necessary because it's so important, you know, when you don't know your numbers and things, I don't know, get swept under the rug or you just don't see it. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, how did I get here? You know? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, better. How did I get here than, oh my gosh. You know, I know people that have gotten phone calls from their accountants or their bankers saying, um, you know, you're about to have to declare bankruptcy, right? Oh God. So you you just don't want it to get to that point.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) So how long have you had the business? Like how, when did all that start? We've been doing this for about seven years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, so how do you, you know, that's a lot. You have, sounds like you have a pretty big team. And I was, I saw a few of them on, you know, the website, like, so you have that and, you know, just life and everything family. Like, how do you balance work and life? Um,
1: well, two things. One, I don't have a lot of a life. <laughs> I'm not married. I don't have children. So, you know, I can work in the evenings. Mm-hmm. That being said, when I started this business, and I hate this word. I hate this word because, and I'm not supposed to say hate. My mother says you don't you don't hate. You intensely dislike. <laughs> but no, I really hate this term, lifestyle business, uh-huh. because to me it sounds like when people say, "Oh, you have a lifestyle business," it sounds very dismissive. Uh, that being said. I built a business where I could have a life. Mm -hmm. I built a business that works for me. So it's interesting. All these people right now are like, oh my God, my team's remote. I don't know how to do this. And I'm thinking my team has always been remote. And when I designed this business, I designed it with flexibility. I designed it for flexibility for me. So originally I wanted to work four days a week or three weeks a month. Mm -hmm. And it, there's flexibility for everyone that works for me. Yeah. Most of my people don't work 40 hours a week. The max is like about 35. And I don't care when they work. So, you know, one of the ladies on my team takes her mother in law, who is older and has dementia, to every single doctor's appointment. Oh, that's awesome. And I've designed it so that you can. So, that's how it should be. Uh, it really is. And, you know, I don't I don't care. As mm-hmm. long as your clients are happy and the work's getting done, there's no reason for me to say, wait, 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 you only worked 37.95 hours.
0: Right. Like, who cares? It does not, like, hours are so silly. Like, it just doesn't need to be like right. that, you know. And it doesn't matter
1: to me if you're working on a spreadsheet at 9 in the morning or 9 at 9, mm-hmm. as long as you're getting it done. So what has happened for me is I do travel an immense amount except for this spring because right, right Corona, but I, I can maintain some stuff while I'm out and, and I, and I travel and I love it. And that's my passion. So last week I was in Colorado next week. I'm going to be in North Carolina. Um, we happen to own homes there. Mm-hmm. So I have full computer setups there. So, I mean, I have my two screens, I've got my camera, I've got my
0: phone. Right.
1: And it's super easy.
0: I love that. That is so cool. I mean, there's that, you know, the international studies. I mean, that's coming, you know, into play. <laughs> as you travel. That's right. You know, except
1: <laughs> we're banned in Europe right now.
0: Right. I, well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I made it
1: back uh, to the states uh, in the beginning of February, just before they shut everything down. So, oh
0: wow, where were you?
1: I had a major birthday, mm-hmm. so I went with seven friends. We spent four nights in Paris and then three nights in Champagne because oh. I wanted to drink Champagne and Champagne on my oh. birthday.
0: Oh, that is so cool!
1: Yes, and then I went to London for a week
0: oh, with a wow. few more friends. So. That is awesome. That is so cool. And you don't usually hear people say that they design their businesses that way. And I just absolutely love that you do it like that. Cause I'm kind of similar, you know, like I said, we were just, well, other than the hiccups and like construction and locking our keys in our car, like, <laughs> other than that, it went pretty well <laughs> traveling during the week. But you know, I, I talked to some of my friends and they're like, Oh, you know, I have like two weeks off this year trying to figure out a vacation. And I'm like, everybody's different. Like I get that. Like some people want different things, but yeah, being able to be flexible and have the lifestyle is is just, I don't know, so much more meaningful, I guess, to me than getting like, I don't know, I guess a regular paycheck every two weeks. You know what I mean? But, and
1: you know, my people, I, we have an unlimited vacation policy.
0: Mm. That's awesome.
1: And so like, I'm not saying that when you go out of town, you can just walk away. But I I think in any job, before you go on vacation, even if it's a nine to five in the office, unless you're in something like retail, you kind of get a whole bunch of work done before you leave. Mm -hmm. You go on vacation and you come back and you kind of catch up, right? Right. So for us it's just for the CFOs, it's a matter of of moving um, clients around so that they don't have any client calls for a week.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to prep and, you know, still check in, or at least I do just to, you know, for my own sanity. But, um, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My team likes it when I don't check in. They're like, (laughs) can you stop working?
0: Right. Yeah. Just enjoy.
1: (laughs) I've gotten calls from my team as I'm walking down the street in London. And I'm like, problem solving on the phone. They're like, are we interrupting you? I'm like, no, no, I'm just walking to wherever. Uh, That I really encourage my team to unplug when they go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it it totally, like even just being in the forest for like four days. And like, like I said, we came in, I'd check in like once a day, but not having the access because we didn't have service out where we were. Like, I don't know. It felt so good. And like, especially now too, like not saying I put my head in the sand and don't look at the news, but not having it constantly, you know, kind of coming up and just different things. It was a really just, just great way to like recharge. Yeah.
1: Um, I gave up the news years ago. Yeah. I really, I really did. I don't watch the evening news. I don't watch, you know, the 10 o'clock news. I don't watch the news. I get a little bit of information every morning when I watch, you know, the Today Show. Mm-hmm. And when something's going on, so for instance, when the CARES Act was being passed, and the PPP loans, and the IDLE, and all of that, I was going out and actively finding information that I needed. Right. And monitoring. But yeah, I don't, I don't watch the news. And I went to Africa in October, and I had no. I had. I had. I had no connectivity, period, right. no service, for eight days, seven nights. And it was really interesting when we got back to, I don't know, civilization, if that's what you want to call it.
0: Right. Use that term loosely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. When, when we got back to the airport that had Wi-Fi, it was so interesting because about half of our group immediately like dove into their phones right, and started doing stuff. And I looked at one of my friends. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, not doing that. I am enjoying this Mm -hmm. and my team's
0: fine. Yeah. That's awesome. That is so cool. So speaking of that, like having your team do a lot of things and you do a lot and like we prep to do, you know, to travel, different things like that. Like, do you have any like apps or automation that you just love and you use all the time or?
1: Personally or in
0: our, in our business? In the business.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, Let's face it, we're all a bunch of geeky accountants. So we like QuickBooks, we like Excel.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we have, we run, and you'll like this, for marketing purposes, um, the CRM that we use, mm-hmm. the relationship, client relationship marketing, mm-hmm. management, whatever it stands for. We use Infusionsoft, mm-hmm. which is designed to stay in touch with clients. We took it. And we use it as the base of our practice. Oh, cool! Which it's so funny because all the Infusionsoft people that we've encountered are like, "Wow, we've never seen anybody use it like this." But it's great because when we're on the phone with a client, we fill out a form, and it sends this whole series of emails to everybody. Their mm-hmm. assistant gets an email. Their bookkeeper gets an email. They get reminders about commitments they've made. So, um, Infusionsoft has been Really awesome. The yeah. other thing we use, and this is um, really kind i fought it. <laughs> you know how you sign on to forty-two thousand different things, and you have to remember all your passwords.
0: Yes. Oh, I hate that. And then it's like you get it wrong, and then it's like you put it in. They're like, "Oh wait, you can't." You know, you put a new one. They're like, "You can't use the same one you've used in a year." And you're like, "Wait, what? I I'm thought like, that holy. was the one I was using." <laughs>
1: um so one of so we've got two divisions we've got our cfo division and we have our elevate division and elevate is all about uh, improving your business through the use of technology and bookkeeping
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so they keep making us do new technology stuff like i now use microsoft teams
0: but <laughs> one of
1: the great things they did was they signed us up for a password safe, and it's called RoboForm Editor.
0: Oh, I've never heard of that one.
1: Okay, RoboForm is awesome because it syncs between everything. So if I am, for instance, on my cell phone and I want to check something, Mm -hmm. all my passwords are in there.
0: (gasps) That's cool. Uh That's amazing. It's on the the computer.
1: It's on (laughs) my... So sorry. Oh, no,
0: it's fine. We've had dogs barking, kids crying. I mean, you know, it's real life. Seriously, Katie's
1: like, mom, it's dinner time.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, what kind of dog? She's a
1: golden retriever. She'll be 13.
0: In oh, that is awesome. Um, we have a rescue pup and she's amazing. She's like 11 and a half. But, and my kids now are like, oh, cause they just started watching full house and they have uh-huh. like, the golden retriever. And they're like, can we get a full <laughs> a cold retriever, you know, after Chula dies. I'm like, she's not <laughs> even like dead. Yeah. So God, but yeah, so <laughs> we're getting a golden retrieval. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So yeah, I have not heard of that app. I'm going to check that out because like I have LastPass, but that's only, it's only computer. Like yeah. having that whole switch to the phone thing. That's just, that's a game changer.
1: And well, and I have multiple computers.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: And so it syncs across all the multiple computers. Mm. It syncs across all your devices.
0: That's huge. And And
1: even better, you can create, so you divide your passwords up and you put them in folders. Mm -hmm. So I've got a work folder. I've got a personal folder. You can also have shared folders. So there's certain um, logins that i put in folders so that my team can access them too.
0: Right, yeah, because I mean, I have I have clients all the time be like, oh my god, I forgot this password. Can you send it to me? And like, I will have to go find it, you know. So that would just cutting out like little bits of time like that. It just makes a big difference in the long run. Yeah,
1: it's all in one place. It's been it, it has been awesome. I awesome. totally bought it, and it's
0: <laughs> has been awesome. <laughs> that's awesome um and yeah i've heard amazing things about Infusionsoft, and i've used it before with a few different clients like it's so intuitive and it's so neat the way that they have it set up and what you can do with it um it's a pretty cool software I, well i know and i do think
1: you know they they changed their name recently to keep and i think it was because of their nickname which was confusion <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was um it gets pretty intense in there sometimes, building out some of those funnels with them, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I
1: never felt like
0: it was that confusing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of staying on that same note with like Infusionsoft and like CRM and you know things like that. Like, what's your like most effective or favorite way to market your business?
1: Um. So generally, it's really through relationship building.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and referrals, referrals from clients, referrals from other people. That being said, I had been getting pressure from my team for a long time that we needed to do more social media. And I fought it. I was like, no, 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 no. No one's going to buy our product from social media. And when coronavirus hit and I Mm -hmm. got grounded, they're like, okay, look, now you got time. (laughs) And I did, and it really has been it's been really good for our business and and part of the commitment we made during coronavirus was that we have a lot of great information that people need. We've got this knowledge base that's huge. Yeah. So our commitment was that we would get that back. So in the beginning of coronavirus, we were doing two webinars a week.
0: Oh that's awesome. And
1: uh, now we do our webinars were Facebook lives. Now we do one a week. Uh, we built a whole coronavirus website Mm -hmm. that had all the information that people needed. So, um, that's been really surprisingly effective.
0: Yeah. social media is, um, it's such a, it can be such a huge asset and a, Great tool, and it's free for the most part. I mean, it does take some yeah. time and energy, and I mean, if you do want to do ads, that's one thing too. But it is so effective because I mean, everybody is on social media, especially now too with coronavirus, because we're all you know home and trying to figure out things and searching yeah. and scrolling, and yeah, that is awesome. I wanted to ask too. So behind you, that is, did you write that book? Panic! I can see panic. Panic
1: for profit. Is
0: yes. I, oh, yeah. Okay, because I was thinking, I was like, well, I wonder if she wrote a book too and all the marketing stuff. Oof. Oh, that is so cool.
1: So it just came out on Tuesday. <gasps>
0: Yay. Okay, I'll put that in the notes. I am writing a note right now.
1: It's called from panic to profit, how six key numbers can make a six figure difference in your law firm. And what's interesting about it is it's written for lawyers, but those principles hold up no matter what kind of small business you have. Right. It's all the same thing. Hmm. Um, you know, cash flow is cash flow. Right. Tracking your marketing numbers is tracking your marketing numbers. So um we will have an edition coming out sometime in the next year that is specifically for entrepreneurs. But
0: yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we'll put that in the notes for sure. Um so like, what do you do to, you know, help your business grow? Like, how do you get out of your comfort zone to do that? And like, do you have any tips? <laughs> yeah, I think
1: the, the thing that has propelled my business forward, there are a couple of things. One, I think is finding someone or a group of people who will push you and hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. So I have consistently done that over the years. I've had a business coach, I've had mastermind groups, and I'm currently an EO entrepreneurs organization. Yeah. And so in all of those cases, it's a, it's a wealth of knowledge. It's people who know your business because you've been with them for a while. So they can give you great advice
0: yeah. and,
1: and more important than, Anything else is that accountability.
0: Definitely. And then and also like that community, you know, like you're not knowing you're not alone, you know, because it can be hard and just wondering, like, should I do this? And then being able to bounce things off people that are in similar positions or have been, you know, like yep. that's that's huge.
1: It does. It makes a big difference. And so, yeah, I I have loved EO. I've, I loved having a coach. I've loved all the groups that I've been in. I think the other thing that really allowed us to grow is we've got a culture that everyone on the team can contribute. And the times when when the business has made the greatest leaps in revenue and in profit have been when I've really listened to the team. And, let the, and, and listen to their ideas and implemented their ideas. I mean, the whole social media thing was not me. I, right. I want to do that. I bought it for years. And then it comes back to if I hadn't thought it for years, what would my business look like today if I had implemented this two years ago? Right. Uh, but I, I do think it's really listening to the people around you and not thinking that you have all the answers.
0: Yes definitely that that kind of like controlling aspect to like let others in you know
1: i'm working on the control factor
0: right. <laughs> well you know it's, it is hard you know to like but you hire amazing people so of course it's kind of like we need to listen if you know we hired them for a reason you know yeah. so yeah but that's awesome i love that cuz yeah it's kind of hard you know pulling yourself back and not being like oh this is my baby this is what i created like blah 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 but really being open to others and I don't know, you know, like that, the saying, like two heads are better than one, you know? Absolutely. And
1: you know, so I am reading a book or I just finished a book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There.
0: I've Martin heard of Paul it. Hanna.
1: Okay. It is, it is an awesome book. And, and part of what it says is turn the attention off of you and onto others. And once you start to serve others, you become a much better leader. And, and, Part of that is giving up your ego. Yeah. It doesn't matter whose idea it is. And it, it's a great book, by the way.
0: I'm, okay. I'm going to have to, I'm going to check it out. I've heard about it. Like I said, what well, that kind of, so my last little part is like favorites. Would you say that's your favorite book or like, what would your favorite book be?
1: Oh my gosh. My favorite book is whatever I'm reading at the moment. And <laughs> books
0: are amazing. I love them. I
1: know. I have a couple of favorites. Um, Traction by Gina Wickman is mm. incredible. That really revolutionized our business and we have helped clients implement it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: another one I really like right now is Fix This Next by Mike He's the guy who wrote the pumpkin plan and Profit First.
0: Yes. Um, so I got Profit First and I was actually talking to another financial lady that was on my show and she was like, actually, she was like, that's kind of like graduate school level. If you want to just start, <laughs> she said to start with that one first, um, fix this next. So I keep meaning to get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's great because it really is. You know, it takes you back to the basics and looking at what needs to happen. To move you forward, Uh, I I know a guy. Haven't talked to him in years, and and he talked about constriction points Mm -hmm. in your company, and learning how to anticipate what the next constriction point would be, and fix this next is kind of the same way.
0: Okay, awesome. And I feel like you know it would be beneficial for any business owner to read those. You know what I mean? Just because it's such a pillar of business that. Awesome. Okay, what is your favorite drink? Um, champagne. I was about to say. Well, I wonder if she went to champagne and drank champagne. It's got to be champagne. <laughs> it's champagne. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. How amazing was it actually over there having champagne? By the way, I'm going to live through you. <laughs>
1: it w- it was wonderful. I mean, we there we were in the middle of January, freezing our tittises off. Um, but it was it was fabulous. We discovered some new champagnes that we never would have tried. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, really more than anything else, it was eight girls running around.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Drinking champagne at every meal.
0: That <laughs> <So> is awesome.
1: <laughs> we had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax?
1: Um, relax or zone out.
0: Because sometimes um, Yeah, either one. They're pretty interchangeable. <laughs>
1: sometimes you just need to empty your mind at which point it's law and order reruns. Yes, um, yeah. But I think my favorite thing to do to relax is to read. And, you know, I was telling you earlier, I just went to Colorado and I read a book every single day and they were fun books. They weren't work yeah. well, books. But,
0: right. Yeah. yeah the, I'm reading. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's so easy just to get captivated in a story and, you know, that's
1: it transports you. It's a different way to travel. Yeah. It takes you to a different time and place.
0: Yeah, totally. I know my daughter, she's just, so she's nine. And like last year, probably like a year and a half ago, is when she really started like getting into reading and like the chapter books. And like now she's like a little bookworm. And it's so funny because it just opens up this whole other world, you know, or worlds. Like it's just, it's been really neat to just watch her, you know, it does, enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so favorite thing to watch, but it sounds like Law & Order reruns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it,
1: it's so, I think during coronavirus, it's been all kinds of things. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I went back and watched all of Madam Secretary. I watched all of Downton Abbey. I watched, I mean, here's the thing about Law & Order. It's always on a channel somewhere.
0: Yes, it is. It's like saved by the bell. It's like randomly yeah. playing somewhere.
1: And you don't have to pay attention to it because you know exactly what's gonna happen. It's kind of the same plot every time.
0: Right. But the music gets me every time. Like the intro, I'm like, oh my God, it's starting. Come on. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, lastly, what is your like where is your favorite place to go? Uh, this is gonna be a hard one for you, huh? It is <laughs> generally
1: my favorite place is wherever my next trip is going.
0: How many countries have you been to?
1: I don't know. I'm not keeping track of that. I probably should. I've done a, I've done a big chunk of Europe. I've done China. I've done Hong Kong. I've done a couple of places in Africa. just oh, uh, so I cool. haven't done India or Indonesia yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are ones that I want to do, but you know, and I really, I'm dying to go to Turkey, but you know, we're all grounded. Right. Turkey will let me come. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yes. Turkey's open. And so is Croatia.
0: I've heard, Oh, I've seen pictures of Croatia. It looks amazing. Yeah. And I had
1: a, a trip scheduled there and a week before I was leaving, the friend I was meeting over there sent me an email and said, I can't get away from work. Ah. I'm like, um, Hello. What?
0: I know. Traveling across the world, but whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving in a week. (laughs)
1: And so I called another friend and said, can you go to Europe? And she said, yes. Like, okay, where are we going? And we ended up, uh, driving through England.
0: Oh, how neat. It was lovely. That's awesome. Um, I have a a big Irish background, so I've always wanted to like go to Ireland and like drive around, which I don't think it would probably take that long because it's pretty simple. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's one of my dreams.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I had a friend who had that dream and her whole family went. She took her dad and they met you know, distantly related cousins and they did the whole nine yards. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: (laughs) That is so cool. Um, okay. That, what is your... Website, social media, where can everybody connect with you?
1: So, our company is called Cathedral Capital. So, social media on uh, Instagram, we're Cathedral Capital CFO. On uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, we're just Cathedral Capital Inc. And our website, because we couldn't get Cathedral Capital is cathcap dot com.
0: oh that's cool just, well yeah i should know that i was just looking at it just shortens it up a little bit you know <laughs> yeah, it shortens it up and it's really
1: interesting because we don't refer to ourselves as cathedral capital we have now taken on cathcap as huh. as our name
0: yeah oh that's awesome
1: yeah we have
0: a nickname <laughs> well that's so cool well thank you so much this has been such a fun conversation and thank you again for being so flexible with everything <laughs>
1: I had a blast and it's so much fun and I'm always happy to do this.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll have to keep in touch. And um, I don't know, maybe one day you, Kristen and I, we could all like get together and drink champagne somehow in real life. Find me up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone.